Hey, yo, ladies, hey, yo, gentlemen, the fellas, the fellas, the fellas, new segment, new show right now. This is going to release on a Saturday, and it's going to be my favorite 10 player props from the one o'clock games, at least this week. I don't want to dive down into the four o'clock games yet for betting. I'm going to wait a little bit on Monday and maybe attack some live bets, but these are my props for the one o'clock games. And as you can notice, if you're watching on the YouTube channel and if you're listening on the podcast, you won't notice this, but on the screen behind me, I don't have them filled in yet. That's the whole point. If I just put them on the screen, people are going to watch for 30 seconds and just bounce out of there. I'm going to give you my analysis. I'm going to give you where I have these projections. I project players receiving yards, their receptions, their rushing, their quarterback passing yards, all this stuff. And I'll let you know where I'm significantly over or under and where you should be playing that over at Monkey Knife Fight. And yes, indeed, Monkey Knife Fight is the sponsor of the show. And look, 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 look. Monkey Knife Fight right now is offering some crazy good promotions for the NFL season. I don't know how long they're going to last. I don't know if it's going to be all the NFL season or I don't know if it's just going to be the first month, but it's a 100% deposit match up to $50 Ruskies. No catch. You get you get that deposit match right away using the promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I. So this is what you can do. You want to go over there? You want to play player props this weekend? You were going to play 50 bucks anyways. If you put $50 into the account, you now have $100 to spend on Monkey Knife Fight. You can check all of that out down below. And that's the lines that I'm going to be referencing. Now, obviously some other sites and some other books you might be referencing as well, but why are you going to go play over there when you can get literally $50? And if you only want to play 10 bucks, maybe you just want to play a little bit, have a small sweat on the team that you like. You want to bet the over on your quarterback that you enjoy watching in, in real life, your emotions, all that stuff, whatever it might be, you put 10 bucks in, you're going to get an extra $10 in there to also make that bet. So be sure to check that out. It's linked down below, promo code Vetri. What are you waiting for? Monkey Knife Fight is literally dominating the game right now. I love partnering up with these people. Every single time I go over to LinkedIn, sometimes on Twitter, wherever I see it on Instagram, Nick Sulky, some of the guys who are up there in the management of Monkey Knife Fight are partnering with new teams in the NFL, the Dolphins, partnering and getting their, their monkeys in the outfield of the Brewers games right now. It's just crazy. They're an awesome company. So be sure to check them out. Be sure to support them. So I will be using Monkey Knife Fight props. They're over-unders. They're more or less. And again, promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, will get you a 100% deposit match up to $50 Ruskies. That lets them know that you came from me. So let's start this bad boy off. Before we do, like button for me one time, subscribe on a new segment to the show, and let me know what you think about the show. 10 player props that I like for the one o'clock games. And we're going to start it off with Dak. Prescott. Now, Dak Prescott's over under on Monkey Knife Fight right now sits at 312.5 passing yards. That's honestly a good number, right? That's a that's a strong number. But am I wanting to go over that or do I want to play the under the 312 and a half? Well, let's just talk about some stuff for Dak. Right now this week, the offensive line in week one did not look good. They were down two offensive linemen. If you count Travis Frederick's retiring, which he's not going to play for them all year, they were down three offensive linemen. And man, oh man, they felt that pressure, Dak Prescott. It looks like they're going to have a negative pass blocking advantage this week, according to Pro Football Focus. He's going to be without his starting tight end now, Blake Jarwin. Atlanta defense though ranked 26th in coverage week one and 12th in pass rush so it's a weak secondary still that right now and right now Kendall Sheffield who is a cornerback for the Falcons is questionable with a foot injury Denard who's also another cornerback is currently questionable with an undisclosed injury so this is going to be an interesting spot Cameron Irving and Lyle Collins are both out this week yet again so it's going to be concerning for the time for a guy like Dak Prescott especially to get this much time to actually throw downfield open it up like we saw last week he wasn't able to do that consistently even though he has all these weapons although now down Blake Jarwin it might be a little bit more of the short passing game to intermediate range, which is why as of right now, I'm taking the under on 312 and a half. I currently have Dak Prescott yards only at 289. So I'm well under that number by like over 20 yards. I'm like 24 yards under this number right now. So I'm going to be taking the under and I feel pretty confident in that one. That's our first bet so far. We're going to be taking Dak Prescott under 312 and a half passing yards. Next up, we got Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz more or less is going to be at 254.5. Do I want the over? Do I want the under on this one? Let's talk about it a little bit. He was pressured last week on 40% of his dropbacks with a banged up offensive line. It looks like the offensive line might 
might get back to a little bit more health this week. So that would be good. But as of right now, they're going to project out to have a negative run blocking and pass blocking advantage against the Rams team that ranked in week one, sixth in pressure rate. And last year, they were overall one of the top pressure rate teams because they're led by a monster in Aaron Donald. Carson Wentz averages 6.4 yards per attempt, which is 24th in the league last year, but he did average 12.4 air yards per attempt. That is huge. That means on how much opportunity and upside that there was. First, Deshaun Jackson was first in the NFL in air yards. You had Jalen Rieger, the rookie, the baby, seventh in the league in air yards after one week. So if these are actually going to start getting realized because he can throw more accurate passes when he has an offensive line that can support him, Carson Wentz is going to smash a 254 and a half passing yards out of the water. I mean, by a lot. I currently have Carson Wentz well over that at 268. So I'm about 14 yards over this right now. So we're taking the over and I can see that number going even higher this week. A 29th overall in week one out of 32 quarterbacks, true completion percentage. That was all about the time that he had to throw. He was throwing downfield a ton with nine deep attempts of 20 plus yards tied with Aaron Rodgers for the most in week one. This guy with just a little bit more time with the offensive line getting a little bit healthier is going to have time to open it up downfield and hit the big plays. So yes, easily take the over there of 254 and a half yards on monkey knife fight for me. Next up, we have Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew's over under is going to be set at 246.5 yards. Do I want the more or do I want the less? Well, in week one, he had a 95% completion percentage, 19 out of 20, but 100% true completion percentage, meaning that that one pass was pretty much a throwaway or a check down or like a run stop, just chucking it into the ground when you take away those types of passes. He was 100% accurate in week one. He had the number three pass blocking unit in week one, which was very good to see in a young line that we're hoping that can improve this year. After one week, it looks very much so the case. The Titans had no pass rush in week one ranked 26. It looks like he'll have a positive run blocking advantage and pass blocking advantage this week. Only had 20 attempts in week one. He saw two red zone attempts in one deep ball. He saw 8.7 yards per attempt. That was fifth in the NFL. He was the number one true completion percentage quarterback and he had 19 rushing yards on the ground. Now, in terms of the passing yards, I currently have him projected for 252, meaning that I'm 16 yards over this more or less prop on Monkey Knife Fight. Give me the over there on Gardner Minshew's passing yards. I like it way too much not to touch it right now. I think he's gonna have more than enough time. And I think Gardner Minshew is very good, like sneakily underrated last year. Everybody loves Kyler Murray. Gardner who had a better season last year in the amount of games that they both started than Kyler Murray. I'm not saying long-term he'll be better than him. I'm just saying that he, he deserves a lot more credit. And for this week, we're taking the over. Next up, Teddy Bridgewater. As you can see, we're doing a lot of quarterbacks to start. About six of these 10 picks you can see on the screen are going to be quarterbacks. So let me start to fill in some of these things on the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. We're taking the under on Dak. We're taking the over right now on Carson Wentz. We're taking the over right now on Gardner Minshew. Next up, the fourth prop that we have is Teddy Bridgewater's passing yards, 250.5. What do we want to do here with Teddy Bridgewater? They had a pretty much neutral pass blocking script in week one. They ranked 16 over overall. Tampa Bay ranked 10th overall in pass rush in week one. So it looks like a neutral spot. It doesn't look like their offensive line will be at a disadvantage, but it's not going to be a huge advantage either. Now he threw 34 times in week one with five deep balls, two red zone attempts, and he had 290 air yards, which is 12th in the league. That's pretty good for Teddy Bridgewater, who people think just throws it short and checks it down all the time. Check down Teddy actually was throwing downfield more than average in the league week one. His 7.9 yards per attempt was overall 10th in the league, which is good to see. He was number one in catchable pass rate, which means he was throwing catchable passes and accurate passes, even though he kept targeting downfield and he picked up 26 rushes yards. Teddy Bridgewater for me this week is somebody that I'm taking the over on. Again, his prop right now sits at for Teddy Bridgewater 250.5. I have him at 273. I'm about 23 yards, 22 and a half. If you want to be exact yards over that prop number, give me the overs here. These props right now, monkey knife for the quarterbacks seem to be a little bit soft in my opinion, in terms of a lot of them are underpriced, meaning that you should be hitting the overs. So the fifth one, another quarterback here, we're going to be going to Mitchell Trubisky fourth quarter, Mitch himself who had three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter to come back from behind against the Lions because of a dropped pass by the rookie DeAndre Swift. 
Swift in the end zone. Mitch Trubisky, Chicago was 12th in pass protection in week one, and the Giants were pretty much average, 14th in pass rush. It looks like Chicago this week is going to have a positive pass blocking advantage. He threw 36 times in week one, 11 red zone attempts, most of which came in the fourth quarter, six deep passes, which was third in the NFL in week one. His 6.7 yards per attempt was below the league average, which hovers around 7.0 yards per attempt, which was 20th in the league after one week. A 62% completion percentage, 27 out of 32 quarterbacks, not good. And he had three carries for 26 yards. So overall, he pretty much sucked for three and a half quarters or about three quarters. And then he came on in the fourth quarter here. You're going to have a very good matchup against the secondary here for positive matchups for Allen Robinson against uh, Bradbury and Bellatine. At times, you're going to have Anthony Miller with positive matchups when he actually gets to play out of the slot. They were using Jimmy Graham in the slot, which I know that people who are tuning in like to mock Jimmy Graham from training teams and just kind of sucking all the time. But if they're going to use him in the slot, that's a very effective spot to be putting any type of a tight end that has any sort of skill sets. Jimmy Graham actually looked decent in week one. We're taking the over yet again. The trend kind of continues four in a row overs for these quarterbacks. So Mitch Trubisky right now is over under passing yards, 246 and a half. I have 265 projected for him. So I'm almost 20 yards over that. So it's an easy over for me. Now we go to Miami where we will finish up our final quarterback of the day out of these props. And then we'll have four more props from the running back and wide receiver positions. And it's going to be the Miami starting quarterback, at least for now, until two his hip is injured and they want to go to him or is healthy and they want to go to him. It's going to be Ryan Fitz. Patrick, Ryan Fitzmagic, if you will. Miami in week one, offensive line, which is not good last year. And yet again, even though they got some help in the draft, not good after week one. A negative 15% pass blocking advantage is what they're saying this week. Buffalo ranked, although a very good defense is coming in there. So it's it's respectable. It's honorable. Buffalo ranked fourth in pass rush in week one and second in defense overall in the coverage in the secondary in week one. So a top three secondary last year with the Patriots and with the San Francisco 49ers showed out yet again in week one as their secondary continues to be strong. They gave the big contract to their man on the outside, Tredavious Wake. They have Pointer as a nice safety. They have other strong quarterback options. Lovey Wallace, other players out there. Also have the Bills that were top 10 in passing yards allowed in a good way for a defense, only allowing 202 after week one. The Buffalo Bills defensive line ranked top 10 in pressure rate at 32%. So Ryan Fitzpatrick after one week with a team total of only 20 points, it does not look good overall, but we're still taking the over here because I currently have Ryan Fitzpatrick projected for 242 passing yards. I think they're playing from behind. They are going to be playing from behind three point underdogs to open up this week. And although it's a difficult matchup, the 220.5 overall total for this is not going to be a good one. Ryan Fitzpatrick and week one. Overall, last week, if we scroll on my data sheet here, he threw 30 times. If you're going to tell me that Ryan Fitzpatrick now trailing in a game by this much, it's probably going to be throwing probably somewhere around 35 to 40 times. And he only has a 220 overall passing yards over under. Yes, I'm taking the over there because as of right now, even if my projections are a little bit wacky here, which I don't know why they would be, I'm still 22 and a half yards over this number. So yet again, we're going to be going with the over. So the quarterbacks, as of right now, we have done six. We're taking the overs on five of them. The only under is Dax 312 and a half. So now we have two running backs and two wide receivers. Before we finish it off right here, if you're enjoying this content. If you are going to hopefully win these bets, if you're going to be placing them and telling them, please do hit the like button for me one time. The big old subscribe button pops up and be sure to be signing up over on Monkey Knife Fight. Promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, gets you a 100% deposit match up to $50 whiskeys. You want to play 25 bucks this weekend anywhere? You should put it in Monkey Knife Fight because then they're going to give you an extra $25 to play and bam, just like that. Magic, you got $50 to play with. You want to be a heavy hitter and put $50 in there? Well, bam, you're going to get $50 right back and now have $100. The triple digits numbers to be wagering this week in Monkey Knife Fight's props. And I'm giving you a ton right here to be playing with. So Jonathan Taylor's props have gone up and up and up this week, and I'm still going to continue to be hammering these props. Jonathan Taylor is just in a smash spot. Jonathan Taylor's Hall of Fame career starts this week. Jonathan Taylor right now, as his prop stands, it's actually getting up there. Some sites are still in the 60s. Monkey Knife Fight is going to be quick to react. 75.5 rushing yards. Do I want them more or less? It's a pretty firm number. Jonathan Taylor in week one, nine carries, 22 yards, but he caught all six of his targets. He actually had another target, which was uh, negated by penalty for 67 yards in week one. So this man in week one had 15 opportunities, 15 
touches, and he overall brought in 89 total yards. That was with Marlon Mack still seeing some work, right? That was with Naeem Himes kind of being the starter. Now Jonathan Taylor has been labeled the starter against a Minnesota defense that ranked 31st. That is second worst out of 32 teams, 31st in run defense in week one against the Packers, 17th in tackling, so below average in week one. The Colts have a 75% run blocking advantage, the number one overall run blocking line with the number one offensive lineman in Quinn Nelson, who is top five in PFF's overall big board for 2020 players. I think he was fourth overall. That dude is just that good, Quinn Nelson. Now Jonathan Taylor, who's arguably the best zone runner in college football history. Yes, that good coming out of college. If this was three years ago, he would have been a, probably a top five pick, definitely a top 10 pick. And now franchises and owners are starting to become smart and not value running backs all that much when it comes to draft capital. But Jonathan Taylor last week was an absolute beast. Expect 16 to 18 plus touches in a spot where he's actually a favorite against the Vikings this week. I have Jonathan Taylor currently projected. If I look at my projections over here, Taylor at 85.6 rushing yards. So we're 10 yards over it. I'm going to be placing that bet. It's at a very good number. If it's double digit yards over it, I usually place it, especially when I want to root for this kid a ton. So once again, we're hitting the over on another player here on these player props on Monkey Knife Fight. Will the trend continue as we now come to the Malcolm Brown show where last year, week one, he scores two touchdowns. He vultured side girly. This past week, week one, he's getting 17 plus touches. He's scoring two touchdowns. He's looking pretty damn good at that. Malcolm Brown in week one. He's now a four point underdog where he doesn't have the greatest pass catching ability. He saw 54% opportunity share in week one, 18 carries and four targets, 22 overall opportunities for Malcolm Brown in week one. That's crazy. It was a career game, four red zone touches, right? Seven evaded tackles was actually very, very impressive. He had 110 total yards and three receptions. He lined up in the slot five times, which is pretty efficient. He saw 14.3% target share, which is pretty efficient. But for me, Malcolm Brown, we're going to still all that things being positive from week one. Week one is not week two. I'm not going to be chasing a career game from a guy in a three three-headed backfield where Daryl Henderson Jr. is now going to see more touches and Cam Akers, although he was getting stuff, was still evading tackles in week one and seeing 15 plus opportunities. His over-under for rushing yards is set at 54 and a half. No way, Jose. I have him at 40.8. We're taking the under here. I'm about 15 yards under Malcolm Brown right now. I don't like him in any formats this week. He's overpriced in DFS. He's right now overpriced in all the betting markets. No, thank you. Malcolm Brown is what Malcolm Brown is. He's been in this league for many of many years and one time a year, he'll have a decent week, right? And that's what he did last week. Seven of eight tackles was actually very good to see, but he was facing a team that clearly couldn't tackle because everybody on that team was getting evaded tackles for the Rams in week one. So now we finish it up with our final two players who are going to be wide receivers and a man that I love, a man that's very near and dear to my heart out of Penn State. Shout out Penn State alumni out there that are watching this one. We have Allen Robinson, who is maybe the most underappreciated wide receiver, him and Robert Woods in the NFL right now. Allen Robinson in week one ran 36 routes, five receptions for 74 yards on nine targets. This week, he'll face some Bellatine from the Giants, some Bradbury, former Panther, who's actually a pretty solid cornerback, if not great cornerback. And he was number one in the NFL with five deep targets in week one. Some sites ruled it as four deep targets. Anyways, he was being targeted downfield. A 25% target share, a 47% air yard market share, meaning that all the upside in the world was going to him in the air. That was seventh most in the league after one week. And he had 150 total air yards, which was sixth most in the league, meaning that all the upside in the world is there in these targets for Allen Robinson right now. And Trubisky is not afraid to target him deep. And obviously they were playing from behind a lot. So maybe pressing the issue a little bit more, but still good to see that he was looking Allen Robinson's way. Anthony Miller also saw some nice targets downfield as well. But Allen Robinson's over under currently the more or less on monkey knife fight comes in right now for looking at this bad boy a rob 70.5 yards i have him at about 78 yards for a wide receiver eight yards right there that's a big gap for me honestly if you're just looking at like three or four or five yards it's a pretty decent gap i'm going to be taking the over on Allen robinson's receiving yards against the giants i like him in a lot of formats this week including DraftKings and the betting markets the prop markets and now we're here to our final pick which is marvin jones jr marvin jones jr pricing still doesn't seem like it's adjusted even though you're gonna have kenny galladay out right now at this point in the week marvin jones last week was pretty much locked up i don't expect a huge bump right you might see one or two more targets for marvin 
Marvin Jones. That's why last week in DFS, everybody's jumping up and down to play Marvin Jones. Why? You should be looking to play Quentin Cyphus or Marvin Hull, whoever's going to fill in for him. And that's what happens. Cephas, the rookie, ends up seeing 10 targets. It obviously helps Marvin Jones to an extent, meaning that in the red zone, he'll be more of a priority, but mainly it's just going to give him like one or two more targets, maybe. But he ran 47 routes last week. Historically, he's just a Packers killer. He's had three touchdown games. He's had four touchdown games against the Packers. Galladay is going to be out, which means this might actually help him. Marvin Jones normally sees Kevin King against the Packers and he has no problem with him, but Kevin King is a taller cornerback. Jair Alexander might be forced to play more on Marvin Jones now, and Jair Alexander is a much smaller cornerback, so that should help Marvin Jones a little bit more. He saw a 19.5% target share in week one. He saw one red zone look. 70 air yards were kind of meh, but there's definitely room to improve from that. A 13.8 yards per attempt, and four of his six targets were deemed catchable. So although he had six targets, he only had four that he can actually catch. Marvin Jones over under a monkey knife fight sits at 58.5 yards. I currently have him for 70.3 yards. So I'm over 10 yards more, right? I'm about 12, 12 and a half more yards for Marvin Jones in his receiving game. I like it a lot. I'm not sure if this is yet adjusted for Kenny Galladay being out. So be sure to act on that one quickly. We're taking the over there. So we have an 80% over rate. Now, of course, there's other props in the market for the one o'clock games that I like on the more or less. These are just the ones that I like the most from a difference from my projection. Yes, I project the yards, the receptions, all these things. We're going with overall yardage for this video. And these are the 10 props that I like so far. So go ahead, go over to Monkey Knife Fight, promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I. Get you a 100% deposit match up to $50 Ruskies. You want to put in 30 bucks and try this out? If you're going to be spending 25 to $30 this weekend somewhere, right? If you're going to be going somewhere and saying, you know what? I want to go to DraftKings or FanDuel and play with player props. You're not going to get any bonuses. You might as well go over to Monkey Knife Fight, put 25 bucks in, you get 25 back. Put 10 bucks in, get 10 back. And you know what to do. Put 50 in and be a big baller. You get 50 back and you have 100 in your account. To review these props, we're taking the under on Dak Prescott's passing yards. We're taking the over on Carson Wentz, Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitch Trubisky, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's passing yards. We're taking the over on Jonathan Taylor's rushing yards. We're taking the under on Malcolm Brown's rushing yards. And then we're going to be taking the over on both Allen Robinson and Marvin Jones' overall receiving yards. And I'll give you one more pick before we go. It's a little bit of a bonus. Cooper Cup over receiving yards. We'll take that. So there you go. You have 11 picks. So there you go. You have 11 picks. A little bit of a bonus for you with Cherry on Cop with Cooper Cup's over receiving yards. I appreciate you tuning in. Let me know what you think of this style of a video. Be sure to get into Monkey Knife Fight and place those props. They just opened up in New Jersey. They just opened up in New York. There are about eight more states that they're in right now than that they were in about a week or two ago. So be sure to double check and use the promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, to let them know that you came from me. Like this video before you go. Hit the subscribe button, everybody. I appreciate you a ton. Football is just a day away by the time that you're seeing this. You all rock, and I'll see you in the next one.